Hi, this is Ruby from Vice. You're listening to the Any Moment Now podcast created in partnership with NAB. Any Moment Now is about helping you navigate life's biggest moments, whatever order or combination they happen. In this episode, we look at breakups. Breakups suck. They're messy and painful and feel like they'll go on forever. And that's just the emotional side of them. What no one ever tells you about it is that breakups can also be super expensive, especially if you're living together, share assets, or are married. I was married at 21, and by 26, I found myself navigating through a divorce. Overall, the experience was relatively smooth but it certainly was something I'd never thought I'd be going through in my 20s. So in this episode, I'm looking into breakups, talking to a divorce lawyer and mediator, and another young person who's currently in the middle of a difficult separation to find out if there's a right way to break up, or at the very least, how to deal with it as best as possible. Before we start, please know that if you're struggling with a breakup or divorce, there are support options available. Some great ones are Relationship Australia and relationships.org.au or Beyond Blue at beyondblue.org.au. Very excited to get a divorce happening and host some kind of little party where I show (laughs) First Wives Club. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, separated at the moment, discussing divorce. Okay. Through email. Through email. Uh, Very uh, unresponsive email. That's Leah. She was living in London where she met the guy who would become her husband. I met him in 2011. We got married in 2013. So it was a pretty throw-together wedding. I mean, it was all really beautiful and I wasn't rushed or anything. It seemed really effortless at the time, you know, and we weren't stressing about having everything booked perfectly and doing this traditional wedding huge event. It was just, it all just came together and it felt really natural. Soon after the wedding, they decided to buy a boat that they would live on for the remainder of their time together in London. So we'd been married for a year and we decided on a bit of a whim to buy this boat. We'd never lived on a boat before. We didn't know anything about it, but we just thought, let's do it. Oh, sounds amazing. Yeah, it was good. How did you discuss dividing the asset that you had, so your boat that you purchased, uh, if something, let's say, were to happen? The problem is we didn't mm. um, and we really should have. So we we were in this bubble of nothing could possibly go wrong, which is what people do when they get married. They don't think, how, what are we going to do for the divorce? Scared of like bursting that magic or something. Yes. But there's a bit of magic in looking after yourself too. So we didn't really talk about dividing it at the time. But how important is it to have these discussions up front? What I suggest uh, to clients is that they really have that conversation before they uh, enter into uh, a marriage or a de facto relationship. And there's nothing wrong with having that conversation. That's Anne-Marie. She's a divorce lawyer and mediator. Unlike a marriage counsellor who helps couples before they decide to separate, a divorce coach steps in after they've made the decision and helps the couple navigate the emotional and legal process of divorce. I say that 
you know, divorce is 80% emotional, 20% uh, legal. So the legal solution, it's like only the band-aid, you know. So you've really got to sort out the emotional issues because that is what drives a lot of the anger and animosity. And you really don't want to, you know, let that overtake. The main thing Anne-Marie believes in above all else is keeping the process amicable and out of court if possible because it's expensive and even more emotionally draining. Back to Leah's story. Here's how things happened for her. It was actually the most sudden, crazy thing. So I moved back to Australia and he was going to sell sell the boat and meet me over here and I was going to set up our flat here and it was going to be sort of smooth transition. I'll have the house ready for you when you get here. You finalise that um, and say goodbye to London by yourself and do your thing because he was sort of having cold feet about moving over here, which maybe I should should have listened to more. Um, so I got over here and then didn't really hear from him much um, and just couldn't get a hold of him via phone or anything. And then I emailed him sort of like, I hate doing this, but this is kind of the only option I have now. What's going on? Do we need time? Like, what's happening? Talk to me. Um, yeah, and he broke up with me by email. Um, so it was very sudden. I stupidly opened my emails at the tote at a gig one night <laughs> and my jaw hit the floor. Um, I just realised that I'd, my marriage had ended by email after five and a half years together. So pretty crazy. That has got to be one of the most brutal ways to break up with someone. But what should you do when everything falls apart? It is really important to take it slow, to really think about what's happening. And a lot of self-care would come into it at that stage because divorce is a devastating process. You know, it's your very foundations are shaken. What you've been used to, you know, it feels like your whole world's crumbling. So you've really got to come to grips with what's happening. And what happens as human beings is that when we are stressed, our reptilian brains are going to overdrive and, you know, we go into that flight, fight, freeze response. So we really don't want to be making decisions uh, with our reptilian brain. It's all about looking at the bigger picture, you know, and looking at your goal. You, you really need to have a goal inside as to how you see your life moving forward, probably in the next five or 10 years. And that is hard to do when you're going through a divorce and your life seems like it's, you know, all falling apart. So I needed to figure out what to do with my lease because I'd signed on to a place that I couldn't really afford on my own. I just made it work. I got temping work that was sort of well paid. I didn't really enjoy my work here for the first six months or so. Um, but it was just sort of did what I needed to do. And then I just slowly built stuff up on my own and just had to remove any, remove his picture from starting here. I had this image of how things would be. It wasn't like that. I couldn't dwell on that. So I needed to figure out how it would look without him in the picture. And it's fine. It looks great. It's just, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was always going to be fine, but it was just, just adapting to that. You're listening to the Any Moment Now podcast created in partnership with NAB. Remember to check out more Any Moment Now content on Vice to help you navigate whatever major life milestone you're about to hit.
one thing I realized going through my own divorce in my 20s was how much I didn't know about the process, even though we hear about it everywhere. I wanted to know about some of the surprises that come up in the breakdown of long-term relationships. So during the breakup process and having to divide the assets and starting anew, I guess I wasn't prepared enough and I was surprised by how like some of the smallest things that I could have done earlier could have really secured me now and saved so much time and so much stress. So even just like having the discussion about what we would do should the boat go, um, also like having a bit of like legal support as well. While marriage has its own share of surprises, couples that are de facto are often surprised to know they are subject to the same rules as married couples. The law applies, it's the same law that applies if you're mm. in a de facto uh, relationship. So yeah. that that is why it's so important. And a lot of, uh, you know, millennials are maybe not considering marriage. They're thinking of, you know, living together. And they, they need to be aware that, you know, it's the same law mm. applies And your relationship is considered to be de facto after two years. But you don't actually have to be living together for those two years. You have to look at the entire picture and whether there was really the intention that, you know, you all were de facto. So for the entire two years, you may not be living under the same roof for the entirety of the two years, but there is a common understanding and the intention is there that you've really been a de facto couple. So you've, you know, financial matters are considered and, you know, there's sort of sharing of uh, expenses and, you know, maybe you've bought an asset together. So it's a combination of factors. And what if you have a pet? Pets are actually considered property. You know, you've kind of got to uh, look at who's spent uh, on the pet, who actually purchased the pet. Uh, And at the end of the day, it just comes down to who actually has the attachment with that pet. Finally, after it's all over, how can we look after ourselves? What is the role of self-care during a breakup? Do things that are productive for you that make you feel really like like you're achieving something. For me, it's been music. Um, It's been a real outlet for me, but whatever works for you, people, everyone's so different, you know, mm. read a great book, watch, watch films that excite you, like whatever it is you need to do, but just like take the time to do it and listen to yourself. Self-care can also be a cost. Is it worth it? Yes, uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely spent a lot more than I would usually in the last year, even just like on social things, going out, drinks, being in a new city, Trying to trying to be okay with stuff and move forward and live independently and that that's expensive too. Any regrets so financially? No, I mean I'm 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 not in a good position financially right now, um, but I'm I've enjoyed every cent I've spent and it hasn't been wasted at all. Um, I guess another thing as well is I recently moved into a flat by myself, uh, which is quite expensive, mm-hmm. but. In terms of my mental health, it's been so good for it. And that that was a form of self-care. I needed to have that that beautiful space to myself and just to feel at home and okay living alone. Um, so it's expensive, but it's been really worth it. You don't have to be spending extra money. You don't have to be having a massage every week. I mean, if you do have some extra money, that might be a good idea. But at the end of the day, it's just simple things that really make a difference. So 
it's just whatever makes you feel good. Just, you know, go for, go for a walk, maybe just having a coffee with a friend. So what advice is there for people breaking up in 2018? I'd say uh, know your rights, know what you're entitled to and don't trust anyone but a professional in that because everyone's going to give you opinions and even like partners will tell you you're like you do the research on your own. Don't be manipulated into thinking you're worth any less than than you are in the situation financially and emotionally. Mm. (laughs) Um, And... I would say maybe just like gather, keep all your finances in in a clear sort of easy to track, whether it be you keep note of outgoings and incomings each month or just just have something together so that if 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 it should happen you've got something to refer to straight away and you've got a clear this is this is what I've contributed, this is what you've contributed um, and it's not he said she said sort of thing. So yeah. just it's just being organized with it. Um, and not being afraid to like look at the figures because that's daunting sometimes, you know, going through finances. It's like tax time and it's as soon as you do it, it's fine. But the lead up to it is just agony. It's like, um, so yeah, just, just get on top of it. Just jump into it. I would go back to mindfulness, um, really bringing yourself back to the present moment uh, because sometimes when I sit with clients, Uh, They are so overwhelmed, you know, they can uh, be talking about things that may not even happen. They're imagining that the worst and then you end up in a place that you didn't even intend going to. And I've kind of got dragged them back to know that that's not where we have to be. I think finding love in other forms, when something doesn't work out and love ends or doesn't end, but is totally severed. It's really easy to be down on love and it feels so absolute and just really breaks your spirit. And I think we forget that there's love in so many forms, like in the friendships we have or the jobs that we're really passionate about or even places. So all things considered, so many marriages end in divorce. Should we plan for it? No, I don't think so. I think you should arm yourself, but I think you should with anything, you know, you should be prepared and you should be empowered and uh, educate yourself but I don't think you should plan for yeah. it you know yeah. otherwise we don't get we don't get married going in going okay we'll do this and then we'll get a divorce um <laughs> but shit we had one hell of a party um yeah no I don't think you should plan for it but definitely consider it mm. or just don't boohoo it or feel like you're locked into anything or that you owe anything to anyone or there's this expectation because like any contract, it can be broken somehow, you know? Yes. No, it's, and that's fine. Mm. And that doesn't discount all the wonderful stuff you had together. Yeah. It just was time. That's the end of the episode. But one more thing. I want to share a support line that Leah found really helpful during her breakup. Wire are an amazing resource. Um, they cover everything from, like, money, housing, employment, um, well-being, relationship, uh, domestic violence. They're an incredible resource. WIRE is the Women's Information and Resource Centre. If you identify as a woman, you can call them for free on 1300 134 130 or visit wire.org.au. Alternatively, you can contact Relationships Australia and relationships.org.au or beyondblue at beyondblue.org.au. 
is created in partnership with NAB. Life's unpredictable, but your finances don't have to be. NAB is there to help during every moment. Search NAB Life Moments to learn more.